Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Real people, real stories. My guest today on the Cappuccino podcast, let's do the important stuff first. A mum of two, a wife, and in her spare time, which I'm guessing there is not much, <laughs> She is a news reporter, presenter, a producer. I also once heard that she was per- apparently quite an accomplished singer. Oh, yes, that's, that could be a hidden talent, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah, couldn't it? Yeah, well, it I could, haven't sung in a long time. That but... might be in the speed round questions, just quietly. <laughs> just uh, don't get me to sing. <laughs> yeah, a digital reporter. Uh, she's a pre- presenter and a producer for News Hub, live at 4.30pm. She once dreamed of being an air hostess, but then decided she didn't like flying. Um, hailing from Westerfield, it's a big welcome to the person that I always watch every day for my news at 4.30 because it means that I can get on with the rest of my day. Sorry, Sam Hayes and Mike McRoberts. Um, Susie Norquist, welcome to the Coppertino. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, so, speed round. Uh, I know you're an avid listener probably, just like everybody else in the media world, but we do a speed round of questions dedicated to Speed, which is the world's best police movie because it has Keanu Reeves in it and you can't beat Keanu Reeves. He's uber cool. So, if Susie could be any other news presenter for the day, who and why? Ooh, um, maybe Mike McRoberts. There you go. Good dancer, I hear. <clears throat> anyway, Great yeah. dancer. Oh, maybe I should have said Samantha Hayes, yep. but she's actually got the moves, hasn't she? Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> One of my hidden talents is? Well, something I mentioned before, perhaps singing. Beautiful. The last book that you read was what? Oh, I'm just starting a book. It's by Jojo Moyes, and it's called You Before Me. No, it was late last night when I opened no, it up. No, that's all right. Yeah. That's, that's mum 101. That's, that's, that's mum brain. Thank you. Yeah, that's Thank fine. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. When did you last feel inspired? Um, I feel inspired every day, probably this morning actually, because my son said to me, um, you have a good day at work uh, and you do a good job and can you please bring home more than $1 today? Beautiful. So I was inspired to work hard after that conversation. There's a message in that. Boys, look after your mum. Well done, yeah. that man. Good work. He's a sweet boy. Uh, Susie's go-to dish. We've got guests coming in about two hours around for dinner. What are you doing? Oh, probably a nice, uh, this time of year, barbecue. There you go. Easy. Yeah. Yep. Um, when I'm in the makeup chair, and not everybody realises this, so I'm going to spoil it for a little bit. Um, Susie and the rest of the news reporters... Uh, a lot of you spend sort of close to 45 minutes to an hour doing makeup and hair and everything else. I used to just get a buff and polish in my head and that was it. So what do you generally, I need more work, <laughs> what do, you generally do in, that, in that hour that you're sitting there? Um, I like to have a chat just about the day, what's going on. with. The, I mean, a lot of uh, the makeup artists, they you know we get to know them quite well yep. as well. And um, sometimes I'm doing a bit of research as well, having a look on my phone, seeing what stories are around that we could follow up. When was kind of... when was the last time you were starstruck? Oh, um, well, I once interviewed Michael Bublé. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that was pretty special. Nice, right. Uh, your worst interview ever was? Oh, it might be this one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we've only we'll just come, begun. I'll Susie. come back it's to you later on about that. that. Perfect, right. So, uh, as I said, mum of two, wife, uh, producer, presenter, like you said before to me, you start your day at 9.30. We know that you're on TV at 4.30. How 
how the hell do you juggle all of this? Because, like, I've only got one kid. It's bad enough with me being a police officer. How do you juggle it all? Um, I think it's just having a really good support network in place. And I've learned that the second time around, that sometimes you've just got to actually farm some responsibilities out that you actually can't do it all. Yeah. You know, you can have it all, but some yeah, you are juggling a few balls and sometimes you drop them. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, having, you know, husband's great with kids. Um, we have help, yeah. you know. Um, we've got kindy and all of that. So, and actually just not putting so much pressure on ourselves. Our kids are fine, you know. Yeah, yeah that's not, not wrong. And you do the odd slot on um, Prime and sometimes News Hub at 6 and everything else. So is that sort of a let's dial Susie and see if she can do this and if she can, she does, and if she doesn't, she can't? It's a bit of a last-minute thing. I remember when Arlo, my oldest, um, was younger, I was on maternity leave, and sometimes they would ring sort of late in the morning and say hey can you get in so I'd be ringing around everyone I knew <laughs> saying can you take this child for a few hours <laughs> classic so you were raised in Ashburton uh well sort of near there anyway you went to a primary school where there was only 27 kids at school what was that like great times I guess I didn't know any different did I yeah um yeah it was brilliant you just got to know everyone well it was a great childhood that I had I appreciate you know and I appreciate now going back to my parents farm um, taking Arlo there, mm-hmm. you know, to show him what kind of upbringing I had. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. Big, wide open spaces. Yeah, and pretty simple I like in going retrospect, back I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as I say, I didn't know any difference. No, nothing to compare it to. Not wrong. So then you go to Ashburton College, which has quite the sort of star-studded lineup, doesn't it? You've got Simon Barnett. Well, you've Robin done your Malcolm. research, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Amanda Gillies. I know stuff. Yeah, uh, you have Sir Scalabra, oh, really? you have Hayden Rolston, just to name a few. What does it feel like to be a part of that? Because I mean, you are actually part of that mix. I know you probably go, I'm not that famous, no, or not really, but no, I, you're I in New Zealand's living rooms every day. I can't. I still kind of get a bit. When someone says to me, oh, I watch you or whatever, I'm like, oh, that's right. I forget what I do for a job. Yeah. I just think to myself, I'm just talking to a camera. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't see myself as part of all of that. I'm just Susie, you know, yeah. who happens to have a job that's public facing. Exactly. Yep. And happens to be in this week's Women's Day as well. <laughs> um, happens to us all. Yeah, um, yeah. So you think about a career in broadcasting, but then you find out that you're too young. Can you remember who gave you that news, or did you come to a, a self-realisation at some oh, stage? Oh, I think it might have been the local paper or the local polytech tutor who said, no, get a grounding in papers first. And then I sort of switched that off. I, I didn't think about broadcasting for a long time. Um, and then the Christchurch earthquakes happened, went down there, jumped in front of a camera, and someone said, you could actually do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can I? Yeah, and, and when you uh, sort of found out that you weren't any good for broadcasting, I love this. You thought about air hostessing, <laughs> but you forgot about flying, which you weren't too keen on, were you? Well, when I say I thought about being an air hostess, I was probably sort of primary school age, really. Um, and as I say, I grew up on a farm and hadn't been that far, so you know, seeing the world was quite appealing. Yeah. So if you are uh, listening and you're from here New Zealand, the next time you see Susie Norquist on board, <laughs> it might be prudent to get her up to get to do the public safety announcement. <laughs> Give me a stiff yeah, drink just, or uh, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll uh, tick off a childhood dream for her. Um, you also thought about teaching as well, which is what your mum does, isn't it? Yes, I guess I just thought, well, she does it, so maybe, you know, I could do it too. But I I think I saw enough of what she did to yeah. be put off by it, to be honest. And yeah, don't have the patience. <laughs> 
despite being a bit of too. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's all good. No worries. What was the attraction of media? Because, like, let's be honest, Ashburton, as much as we all love the residents of Ashburton and Ashburton College, it's not really the world's media hub, is it? No, it's not. Um, I probably, my, my dad is into um, news. He read the paper from cover to cover every day. Um, we always had, you know, the lunchtime news on the the six o'clock news yep. on so it's probably a bit from him he was always interested in current affairs and still is um and i guess i just like chatting to people i like reading you know i like mm. finding things out so it seemed like the right combination it's better than being an author as well let's be honest so you <laughs> land a job at the timaru herald then the ashburton guardian and the southland times can you remember your first media story if you still got it in a clipping somewhere Oh, one of the first actually was meeting Richie McCaw at an All Blacks training. They came to the showgrounds in Ashburton. Right. Um, yeah, that was a bit of fun. And that was probably the first starstruck moment, going back to that other question. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of the first I remember. Right, there we go. Right. That's so a then, pretty cool story. Yeah, that's it? not a bad yeah. story. Yep, that's something to tell the kids. Uh, and then you start writing online news for the press, and all of a sudden you decide to go overseas for two years. What caused that? I think I was just, I was, I'd come out of a long-term relationship. I was kind of, you know, free and (laughs) and I'd always planned on going overseas and my friend was going and I thought, well, actually, you know what, I've, um, I've done a few years in in print, let's go overseas and see what else is out there. Mm -hmm. And you had a, I believe, had an, a, an encounter over a copy machine. Which led to you meeting your husband. Coffee machine. Where did you get that from? Ah, I never you know. But, Is that Amanda Gillies? Possibly. God. Who knows? I, I was. But, I was going to talk her up actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, and apparently that led to you meeting your husband overseas. I'm guessing or not? Yes. Yeah. So, um, at Vodafone's UK headquarters, yep. we were both working there, and yeah, we met. At the photocopy, it's tragic, isn't it? Yeah, no, at least it wasn't the water cooler, so that's all good. Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah. So you come back to New Zealand, uh, you land a job at the New Zealand Herald, and they send you to Christchurch, like you said, to report on the earthquakes. What was that like, being there for that? Oh, it was, um, I get a bit emotional actually thinking about it. No, no, it's all right, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, those poor people, it was just, you know, Christchurch is an hour from where I grew up, and it was just um, devastating to see you know, what had happened to mm-hmm. people's livelihoods and, you know, all the buildings down. And, mm. um, yeah, I just remember every night we'd just pour ourselves <laughs> a glass of wine and, you know, you'd just be watching for the aftershocks. You'd see the, yeah. the wine moving in the glass. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I also felt privileged to be able to get that news out. Mm-hmm. And then at some stage, one of the crew people says to you, hey, go and stand in front of the camera, Susie. Uh, and tell it through your eyes, and the rest is, they say it's history. I mean, people kill for that kind of break in media. Mm. Um, what did you think when they sort of gave you a microphone and said, stand in front of the camera, Susie? Don't be so stupid. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, I can't do that. Yeah. You can go and do it. And uh, I did it. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. here and I am. Look at that. Uh, so if I was to make Susie the all-knowing goddess of media, and you had to choose between TV, mm. print media, or social media... Which would you choose and why? I think um, what I'm doing, broadcast media, because, you know, the power of pictures when there are huge stories like Christchurch earthquake, the mosque attacks and that, yeah. you know, um, that's what people tune in to see. Yeah. Now, I've been I very smartly put here, what are your favourite sort of news sites, apart from News Hub, obviously, and your social media sites, but 
being a mum, you probably don't have much, a lot of time <laughs> no. for that type of stuff, do you? So, so once you leave the office, is that it? Is it done for the day, pretty much? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a privileged position where I can just sort of leave and yeah. go and then move on to my most important job. Yeah, exactly. And you know what the news is for the day anyway as well, so let's be yeah, fair. Yeah, but of course I get the alerts on my phone and, I, you know. Uh, so then, since then, you have done breakfast shows, waking up at 3am, I feel your pain, having done shift work. Yeah. News at noon, Prime 4, News Hub, all forms of News Hub. How do you cope with the fact that you're talking to so many people over so many different platforms? Um, being in the studio, you mean? Yeah, um, yeah. I probably don't think about how many people might be watching. I just think I'm, you know, we were always told just think about you're chatting to your mum yeah. in, in the living room or whatever, yeah. you know, and I kind of take that on board um, because really there's just a camera and there's probably sort of three other people in the studio yeah. with you. So it's just, yeah, yeah. like and you're like, talking to a group of mates. I don't think people actually realise how dark the studio is <laughs> past the cameras either, do they? Because you, I mean, I remember going in and doing some stuff um, for breakfast and it was so dark behind those cameras, you can't even see some of the camera people sometimes. So That's right. It's very much like, yeah, mm, yep. just having a chat to myself. Yeah, yep. feel free to have that hot chocolate. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, good. It's all good, right. So. Uh, in between mouthfuls of hot chocolate, <laughs> and I can't believe that she's actually got a hot chocolate in my car because normally my car smells of coffee. But I've... I know. Am I the first person? To yeah, yeah. So Susie Norquist has the uh, brought the sugar and the sweetness to my patrol car. So oh, well done to you. Yep. Nice. Um, you. What's been the biggest blunder or gaffe that you've made on air, and how did you recover? Um, <laughs> it wasn't. I guess it was a, a team effort, but um, the first News Hub live at four o'clock show as mm -hmm. it was then um i had an auto cue operator who forgot to turn the auto cue wheel oh dear so it said kia ora good afternoon and then there was nothing nice so luckily we that's why we have those sheets Papers, of paper yep. a lot of people ask why yeah that's why the times like that yeah <laughs> so that wasn't my best work <laughs> yep they're not there for tapping at the end of the production <laughs> no. so it looks like you've actually read yeah, it's something. when the auto cue fails or... yep. and thank goodness you didn't get the romberg in the ending so that's all good uh <laughs> yeah. so this year in particular has been really it's been bad news for everybody let's be mm. honest there's kind of been nothing super positive in the news uh, to do with anything pretty much we've had COVID-19 we've had civil unrest we've had deaths uh and all over Europe and America and everything else uh politicians not so much ours but overseas that have little or no empathy about anything um does it feel to you some days like you're just going back to the same old grind i mean i know it's pretty tough but um i know i've said to most of my journalist mates and i'll say this to you as well thank you for what you do because i know I'm, i've done it myself being the bringer of bad news and it's not a nice thing no. uh, how do you cope or how do you stay afloat when you do it um well, I guess this year I've actually been on maternity leave for, for most yep. of it, and it's my kids that really, yep. you know, I get to go home and I get greeted by, you know, big smiles and hugs yeah. and that that sort of makes my day if, if I've had a particularly depressing day <laughs> yep. on the news front. So do you get people recognising you or your voice when you're out and about? Um, not so much when I wear my mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. And what do they normally do? Are they quite nice and polite like they're really nice yeah. yeah um so probably the last one was when i walked into the supermarket and one of the workers said they said susie you're in this week's woman's day <laughs> yeah. i was like oh am oh, i you're sweet yeah i can't, couldn't <laughs> yeah. remember doing the yeah. photo shoot for it yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. okay cool i'll just 
pop past the magazine aisle on the yeah, way classic. and grab a coffee. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you might want to have a chat to Sasha McNeil. She's got the best story about that, where one of the parents at her school approaches her and says, there's this really good-looking lady who's on TV sometimes, and if, I'm pretty sure that if you made yourself up, you'd almost look like her. Actually, no, I do have another one as well. Um, a lady at the cafe said there was a girl that looked like me on the news. She said she didn't know her name, um, but she'd take a photo next time she was on. So she took the photo, showed it to me. She said, it's like she's your big sister, like an older version of you. Whoops. Oh, well, uh, hey, look, take yeah. it. Yeah. So, oh, obviously, yeah. the makeup wasn't great that <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> I look younger yeah. in real yeah, life. That's was, good. Yeah. It's me. That is very, very good. <laughs> she was quite embarrassed. Yeah, no, that's I just good. had a laugh. Yeah, that's good work. Um, so, gone are the days of somebody just being a newsreader. You have to source the stories, produce stories, write stories obviously check what you're reading as well because once it's up on the auto queue you kind of I'm not going to say switch off but you know you start reading from the auto queue and if something is there you'll probably nine times out of ten read it um what's the part that you love the most being an ex-journalist well not being an ex-journalist but being a journalist being a presenter producer and everything else I actually like the whole thing I like kind of crafting the bulletin from the start of the day you know some days we like what are we going to put in this thing we've got half an hour to fill you know yeah. it can get quite um stressful at points um but yeah i like i like not just being the presenter but actually the writing the sourcing the crafting the subbing other people's copy yeah i like all the elements yeah does it irk you that people look at female newsreaders in particular it irks me but does it irk you that they look at female newsreaders and go oh she's a pretty face and she does the news quite well Mm. um and don't actually go you know hang on qualified journalist uh years in the press um and a few other bits and pieces as well there, does that really grate you when they meet you? Because some people think newsreaders, I know, I know that most of you have got journalistic backgrounds, are just sort of like these, I'm going to say pseudo-celebrities, but <laughs> celebrities that just come out, look pretty, read the news, and we're done, thank you, good evening. Is that, yeah. It doesn't, I mean, I guess being in the industry this long, you develop a thick skin anyway, you know, being out um, on the road, yep. people swearing at you or whatever. So I actually don't, that much no. they, can, they can have their opinions yeah. but I, I've kind of you now I've grown up a bit you know I'm comfortable in my own skin yeah I know yeah. I do a good job yeah and do you get the um and I know that all, all of you do I've had it myself even uh where you get the oh gosh you shouldn't wear that color that jacket doesn't fit it yeah um yeah. type stuff um when you read do you read those comments or you don't even bother anymore I don't really, I don't really read that. I, I take note of what my mum says or yeah. what my granddad when he was around nice. says or what my husband says because I value their opinions. That's good, that's good. Now, everybody loves a conspiracy theory and I do this with all every single uh, journo that I bump into. Right. So, given your experience and training, is there any conspiracy theories that you look at and go, hmm? Um, present me with the facts, you know? Yep. Okay, that's all good. Yep, nice work. So, uh, what's the event in the next 12 months that you are really looking forward to reporting about? Oh, I thought you were just going to say event. My, my daughter's <laughs> yeah, birthday's yeah. coming up. Oh, I'm looking forward to the yeah. cake and the and, bubbles yeah. and all of that. Um, oh, do you know what? This year, it's so weird, isn't it, this year, how it's gone. Um, I haven't actually looked too far ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of one foot in front of the other. I think a lot of journalists will say that. So. Yep. Nothing in particular on the news front, but just looking forward to having a break with my family at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. And reassessing and starting the new year afresh. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully there's lots of good news for us all. Um, What do you do to de-stress and unplug? Um, I know that you walk a bit, quite a bit with your family. 
but what do you do to sort of fill your me time if you know what i mean um sometimes when i remember i do some yoga yep yep or meditation Mm-hmm. Sounds very new age, doesn't it? Oh, uh, like I do the same sets, so alright. Do you? Yeah, yeah. You okay. Yep. You're a new age guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they're probably the two things. As you say, mum of two don't have a lot of spare no. time. But you know what? I enjoy going to the playground with my kids and going on the swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the oh, benefit yes. of having kids, isn't it? I hear you as that's a dad. Kind of yep. yeah, yeah. I'll take the swing. You get in the slides, kids. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yep. You can't beat a good swing. That's for sure. Right. So, um. News Hub at 4.30 is one of my favourites, uh, hence the reason we're here to be fed. Um, but it's because it's r- quite rapid and yes. you air very close to the end of uh, the Northern Hemisphere switching off for the night. And look, let's be honest, um, it's if it hasn't happened in the Northern Hemisphere by then, it's probably not going to happen overnight. Um, so you catch the early worm. How does it differ from presenting News Hub at 6 for you? Because it's very short, sharp and quick to the pace, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, that is the difference. I guess I've got a lot more, um, I was going to say sots, but yeah, long form stories <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on six. Um, whereas we might have the shorter version of it at 4.30 or say, hey, um, if you want to know more, tune into six yeah. type thing. So it's sort of like a plug for six in a way. Yeah. Some okay. of the stories. Yeah. So now I've heard that journalists are never switched off and I hear that you apparently were on honeymoon. In Rarotonga. Ah, oh, you really have been talking and, to Amanda. <laughs> and that apparently you were trying to cover a story while you were on honeymoon. Do you want to go details for us? Oh, yeah. Well, Amanda was there. She was covering that story. Um, so Zach Guilford was in yes, Rarotonga, yep. and it was that um, <laughs> it was that time he got naked. Yes. Um, and ran around Rarotonga, and yes, yeah, she came over. Amanda came over, and I was on my honeymoon. She was doing a piece. I was sitting there on the beach in my bikini, and she was doing a piece to camera a few meters away. <laughs> Little did I know that we'd um, we'd actually be working together yep. within a few months. Yeah. So that was that story. But I yeah phoned some stuff back. Good. Yep. I, I was torn. I was very torn. Always on. Always on. Yeah. All right. Now, um, in May earlier on this year, yeah, you and your family saw and intervened in a family violence matter, and good on you for doing that. That's something that we all need to do. Uh, more and I say that as a white ribbon ambassador and as a police officer um, you spoke about it on social media and in the media um, and you've said that you were in a relationship that was tough for you as well so kudos to you again for getting out of that because I know how difficult that is um, you told the lady that she could do better than this and from your own experience you've said that the abusers have a hold on the victim and they're manipulative and make you think that you deserve the situation this is a real big question mm. and you can say Actually, Brian, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it, but how do you think we solve it? Because I think so many New Zealanders look at that situation and go, why doesn't you just leave? It's not hard. Mm. Um, it is hard. If you've got kids, you're dependent. If you've been in that relationship for four or five years, like you've said, um, you are being manipulated. You don't know right from wrong. Um, people are maybe financially burdening you. How do, we th- how do you think that we get it right? Um, I think it's about breaking the cycle, isn't it? Yeah. Because you know, often... Um, it is a cycle, one generation will do it and then the kids will grow up thinking that's okay and do it as well. So if you can break that cycle, one of the generations, and you know, perhaps that's some way. I don't know that we'll ever solve it though, no. fully. Yeah. And you would probably be better placed to answer that question yeah. as a policeman. Than I think I it's always interesting though because if you find somebody who's been in a relationship like that or something similar, you have an insight that I don't have as a police officer because mm. I turn up and people are like, wow, it's arrived, my problem's going to go away, which... I have to say, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. We aren't superheroes. We can't solve everything for people. 
um, but it's really good to get people's insights, I think, that have actually been there and walked the miles. And I think perhaps it is good um, for the likes of people like myself speaking up about these things, yeah. you know, saying and saying it's not okay because I know, you know, when we did intervene, there was another person there who sort of knew what was going on but didn't want any part of it. Like, you know, that's their business. Mm. We need to stop that attitude you yeah. know, and speak out. And for the record, you did exactly the right thing. You... Uh, Asked her if she needed help. Most importantly, you made sure that your family was safe, and then you rang the police. So I did say that you said, "Have I done the right thing?" Yeah, yeah you and, and right I still thing. wonder about her. Is she okay? Has yeah. she got out of that relationship? You know, yeah. and that's why I said I felt a bit helpless. Yeah, and look, to be fair, I still wonder about some of the people that I go and see. So, with, yeah. well done. Kudos to you and your husband, anyway, for that. Uh, right. So the very last question. Oh, that was quick. It was quick, wasn't it? Is this? Uh, we have a bit here where we pretend that you are lying in your coffin, your day has arrived, and oh, it's your eulogy. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's your eulogy, but strangely enough, you can actually hear what people are saying to you uh, about you in the eulogy. What would you want people to say about Susie Norquist when she is no longer here? Well, Ooh, I guess I'm tough. no longer here, so it doesn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, matter yeah, what yeah. they say, really. Oh, look, I just like to be known as, you know, kind, caring, loyal, all those good traits that... I want to instill yep. in my own children. Um, but also, you know, for people that really know me, they know I've got a dry sense of humour. You know, there's a bit of a cheeky side there that you probably don't see on the news. Smart and funny is how one of your co-workers described really? you. Yes. Thank you, Amanda Gillies. Yep, oh, yep, she's there so go. sweet, isn't she? Yeah, she's a legend, that lady. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, awesome. And if we want to follow you on social media, uh, you are big on, well, you use Twitter. So, what's your tag for Twitter. Susie Newsy. Did you come up with that yourself or not? No, someone else started calling me that. I was like, oh, here you go. Here's my Twitter account. You can change it. And even my husband actually calls me Susie Newsy sometimes. Ah, look, if it works, that is awesome. So, yeah. Susie, thank you very much for making the time because I know that your day is mental, to put it in a, in a one word. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, thank you for coming up and being part of the cappuccino. Um, keep up what you're doing at 4.30 because, like I said, it's my go-to. I love it. Thank you. Um, and the fact that I can watch it, go home, then have dinner with my son, go and do my PT or whatever else I want, and still seem slightly informed. <clears throat> so, <laughs> well done to you. So, that is the cappuccino. Uh, we will catch you next time. Uh, make sure that you are listening, or watching, I should say, uh, our Instagram account, because we will be giving away some prizes. And just before we go, thank you very much for your support, because we've actually hit uh, top five New Zealand podcasts, believe it or not, Susie. Yeah. In the education the section, which is quite yeah, <laughs> quite strange, but we'll take it. Uh, so, so thank you to all the listeners, and also, more importantly, I guess uh, people like Susie, who when a police officer contacts them and they go, that's the guy that spoke to the dog, they don't go, what does he want to talk to me about? They actually go, yeah, I'm keen for this. This would be awesome. Uh, so thank you very much. And thank that you. is us. Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Real people, real stories. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss his next podcast.